Good morning. It's time now for Pastor Lee Woods of the Flora Assembly of God Church, located at 730 Seminary Street in Flora. The Flora Assembly of God has Sunday school this morning at 930, the morning worship service at 1030. They have a 6 o'clock evening service tonight and a 7 o'clock Wednesday night Bible study. And now, here's Pastor Lee Woods. Praise the Lord. Good to be with you this morning. Uh, uh, nice day out there. We need to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Why? Why should I be in the house of the Lord? Why, why should I be there? Well, it helps us to stay in tune with God, help us to realize that the Lord is reaching out to us, and we need to continue to reach out to Him. Uh, he's wants us to serve him and live for him in every way. Amen. So it's, uh, and if we don't get to keep the word and keep the word in our hearts and our lives, uh, you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. God's word leads us and directs us. Amen. So anyway, thank God for each and every one of you that are listening. We just ask you to guide us as we pray. I mean, help us to see if we can touch you. Amen. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter, verse 14 and 15. We're going to start off with this. Um, God has put us here, every one of us, to reach out to people. That, uh, if, if you're a child of God, that's, what you're, that's your purpose in living. You, some people ask, what's my purpose to, for living? That's your purpose for living is to reach out to people and touch their lives. You know, that's uh, that's God's call upon your life. Amen. So we go to 2 Corinthians 5th chapter, verse 14, 15. Um, let's just read that and see what it says here. For the love of Christ constrains us because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we all were all dead. And that he died for all, that they should live, should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. That's pretty clear, isn't it? It says, uh, you know, Christ died for each and every one of us. And if he died for every one of us, then um, we should be working and living for him. The Word of God tells us here that Jesus died for every one of us, for every man, every boy, girl, whoever it is, no matter what their color is. Paul is telling us Jesus didn't leave anyone out. In, in essence, we can say that. He gave his life for each and every one of us. Paul, being inspired by the Holy Spirit, as he writes, he says, now listen, he's saying, there are two lifestyles. Now, um, let me go back there. There are two lifestyles, only two. There's a life-centered, life, <laughs> there's a self-centered life, and then there's a Christ-centered life. There's only two lifestyles. Uh, let me go again. I want, I want you to get that. Paul is saying there's only two lifestyles. There is a self-centered life and there is Christ-centered life. 
Paul is telling every person, every child of God, you are no longer to live a self-centered life. In Galatians, the second chapter, verse 20, tells us pretty well on uh, this, talking about, he said, I'm crucified. Then let's uh, hit that scripture, Galatians 2, 20. Go ahead. It says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Now you think about that. Let me go back and read, read that again. He says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. So uh, it's kind of coming down to you and I, isn't it? That if we are here uh, to be the vessels that God wants to be. Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. It's not, uh, nevertheless, I live, yet it's not me, but it's Christ that liveth in me. What does it mean to be self-centered? Uh, let me say this. A self-centered person is uh, one where all the world revolves around that person. You, you think about it. They, they care for, I guess you could say, only three people, me, myself, and I, I guess you could say. Uh, it's it just, you know, self-centered person looks at everything on the basis of how it will affect them. You think about that. Um, Matthew, the 17th chapter, you've got that 17th chapter, verse 1 through 4, read that. It says, after six days... Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and brought them up into a high mountain apart and was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and the raiment was white as, as light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elijah talking with, them, with him. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, is it good for us to be here? If you will, let us make here three tra tabernacles, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. You know, if I were to ask Peter, uh, on what basis was it good that Peter, that you was there with Jesus on that Mount Transfiguration? It's kind of like us uh, going into a, a service where it's a mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and then we go back home and say, boy, it was good that I could be here. That, basically, that's what Peter's saying. Uh, we, he was saying it is good because that he was there. So I asked myself, what good was it for who? I believe Peter would have to say, I said, Peter, let me say this. Peter, was it, you mean it was good for everybody? No. Peter would have to say, no, it was good for me. That's, <laughs> this may sound funny, but sometimes people go to a, a great move of the Holy Spirit, and then in turn they say, boy, that was good. Well, did it benefit you or did it benefit you to help others. You, you think about it. I believe Peter would have to say, no, it, I, I mean, it was good for me. 
it really blessed my soul, and I think it would be good if I could just stay here. That's basically what Peter was saying. So sometimes I think it's, <laughs> I think we get so self-centered because we are ta- uh, thinking about ourselves, and in turn, what we do, it, it might have been good for you to be there, but what about the people that you had to minister to? Many times, like Peter, Christians get so caught up in their own little world, and because they feel good, uh, there's a sense of security, I guess you could say. And, and they lose a vision uh, of those that are, that are hurting. People are drowning in the cares of frustration all, every day. You, you think about it. Uh, nobody is there to help them. Many Christians, I guess you could say, are like the disciples in Luke, the ninth chapter, uh, ninth through the twelfth verse. It's in multitudes, multitudes of people had followed Jesus into the desert place, and seeing and receiving the miracles, seeing the multitudes healed, seeing the lame to walk and the blind eyes open. Uh, you could read in, in uh, Luke, the, uh, the uh, ninth chapter, verses 12 and 13, 12, uh, actually 11 and 12, it tells, it says, uh, the disciples said, send them away. Send them away. Why do you suppose they wanted to send them away? You think about that. Do you suppose it would have meant too much trouble for them? You know, I'm sure they knew Jesus would meet the needs uh, uh, and possibly uh, they um, felt that uh, he would meet the needs. But the thing is, they were so, I guess you say, so self-centered, they, they were thinking about themselves. They would be uh, possibly, you know, they could have stayed there, possibly caught more fish and... and uh, it looked very good, but I'm sure through carnal eyes, they saw that feeding more than 5,000 people, that they couldn't do it. So they, with I guess you could say with, with the carnal eyes, began to look, so we'll send them away. Are you, you know, my question is, are we looking to the flesh? Are we seeing... Um, where it benefits us or benefits other people. So uh, Jesus, they, they told Jesus to send them away. Otherwise, they were there to minister to the Lord, to help those people. Otherwise, let me say this, self-centeredness is a violation of Jesus living within us. To be self-centered, there is no joy, no joy whatsoever. We, we, we see this all around. People continue piling up things on, to satisfy their self, having no time to help other people uh, or the needs of other people. You know, you think about that. So the world closes their eyes to say, send them away. Are we doing that? You know, the God has appointed us, each and every one of us, to be disciples for him. Not by name, but by the work, by being what God wants us to be. 
Help us, Lord, not to be self-centered. We're kind of like the uh, people are like the rich men, I guess you could say, rich men and Lazarus. Lazarus ate at the ate the crumbs that fell from the uh, rich man's table because the rich man had no time for Lazarus. You think about that. Rich men ate on the delicious food he had and everything like that. But he had no time to help Lazarus. And I think sometimes we get caught up in ourselves. And really, we are called to be ministered to the people around, around about us. We are rich in the riches of Christ. You think about it. Are we busy to see the needs of the little girl that needs shoes or the little boy that needs a coat? Are we too busy? What's the foremost um, in our minds, in our heart? What is the foremost? Um, will it benefit me? Will this help me? Uh, will this take uh, away from my time? Uh, Galatians uh, 2.20, uh, I, I love that. I'm crucified. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet I do not live for myself, but I live for the glory of God. Paul is saying, for me to walk is for Christ to walk. For me to act is for Christ to act. For me to talk is for Christ to talk. Has God moved upon your life? You know, never did Jesus turn anyone away that was seeking for help. Otherwise, I'm going to say this, a self-centered life is centered on everything coming back to you. A Christ-centered life is Christ in the middle of everything flowing toward him. <coughs> Excuse me. Luke, the 10th chapter, verse 37 Actually, we'll go 30, verse 30 and 37. It says here, talking about a priest, talking about uh, different ones that saw a man that was in trouble. And uh, let's just find, let's see if we can find that scripture. Uh, Luke, the 10th chapter, verse 30, and go down to verse 37. And Jesus answering said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was there at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan as he journeyed, came where he was, and then, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on 
the morrow when he departed, he took out two, piece, two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever ye spend more, when I come again, I will repay you. Which now of these three do you think was neighbored unto him who fell among the thieves? And he said, He who showed mercy on him, then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. It's pretty clear, isn't it? Do thou likewise. Otherwise, we don't walk on the other side of the street because we are here to minister to each and every one. People need you as a child of God. They need you. And Paul said, I'm crucified to self. Paul at one time was a self-centered person. And God met him on the road to Damascus and changed his life. Well, you say, well, God, I want him to change my life. Well, right now, God can change your life if you ask Jesus, God, forgive me of my self-centeredness. Forgive me of my life. Help me to be what you want me to be. Every one of us, I'm going to say this, every one of us is going to appear before our Heavenly Father, before the Lord Jesus. We're going to appear before him. It's a choice. God has chosen you to be a minister to people around about you, no matter who. You know, you say, well, I can't talk to people. You just try one time, and God will help you. Paul is saying uh, himself, he said, I'm crucified. I'm crucified with Christ. I no longer live to myself. I'm not a self-centered person. I no longer to seek my own desires. He said, uh, right now, he said, I seek the desires of people. I don't know about you, but I want everybody, everybody that I come in contact with. I know that a lot of people is going to be lost, but I, I want everyone to be in contact with God, and I can be an example to each and every one. Paul, before he uh, met the Lord on the road to Damascus, was a self-centered person. He, he sought self-satisfaction. He was always the type of man who thought only of himself. God help us not to do that. He would just as soon destroy Christians as to look at them. Then one day we find on the road to Damascus, God changed his life. I don't know exactly where you stand tonight or today, but the thing is, we want to be what God wants us to be in every way, and we are reaching out. This, this radio program, basically, this is what it's for, is to try to help people. I'm not talking about joining some church. I'm not talking about going to a certain uh, assembly or whatever, but we are trying to let people know that God help us to be what you want us to be. One day, Myself, you that's listening to me, are going to stand before Heavenly Father. And if you are doing the things of the Lord, God's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. But if you're not, he said, you know, he's going to cast you out. And people, some people say they don't believe in a devil's hell, but there is a devil's hell 
It's going to be a time of suffering for eternity, not just for a few years, a few uh, months, but it's going to be for eternity. God help us to be what you want us to be in every, every way. In 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, verse 15, I believe Jesus died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God, our Heavenly Father, and one day we're going to be there with him, and he's going to judge us. He's going to judge you. If you're, if you're doing the work of the Lord, he's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter into thy kingdom. Amen. Praise God. I appreciate each and every one of you listening. I hope and pray that you got something out of this, and I know that God will help you uh, to be what, you wanted, what, what he wants you to be if you'll just uh, allow him to take a hold of your heart. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for thy word. We're asking you to touch the lives as we have ministered here this morning. Let the Holy Spirit move upon them right now in the name of Jesus. I bind Satan. I bind your power, Satan, in every way. We are the children of God, and we bind you in Jesus' name. We have that authority in Jesus' name right now. God, thank you. We love you in Jesus' name. God bless you out there. Amen. You've been listening to Pastor Lee Woods of the Flora Assembly of God Church, located at 730 Seminary Street in Flora. Sunday school is at 930 this morning. The morning worship service, including a children's service, is at 1030. A 6 o'clock evening service tonight and a 7 o'clock Wednesday night Bible study.